Welcome to the biggest solution in the universe, the show where we discuss every solution in the universe from mammaries to ham and cheese with over 5 Sandwiches. million downloads. This is the only show where you decide what should or shouldn't be on the big list of solutions. I'm Maddox with me is Dick. Hey. And Sean, our audio engineer. Hello. Yeah. The breast is a phenomenal solution. The, bre- the chicken breast? What the are we talking about? Mammaries. We just talking about well, mammaries. No talking one's about brought chicken? it in. <laughs> we gotta a- bring in a... For the hundredth solution episode, yeah. we just got to bring in some huge titted strippers uh-huh. and get really into the mammary <laughs> as a solution. By the hundredth solution episode, one or more of us will be dead. And even more mammaries for the rest of us, Sean. Not if I bring in resurrection as a solution, shithead. You didn't think of that, did you? Hey, uh, by the way, that was, that intro, those intro solutions were Sean's. Thank you, Sean, for those suggestions. Mammaries to ham and cheese. And Dick goes, yeah, well, that's a sandwich. <laughs> it is. You brought in sandwiches, right? Somebody brought in sandwiches. I did. I did bring the in sandwiches. Jewish invention of the sandwich. The Jewish- classic Jewish feast. The yeah. sandwich. The classic Hillel sandwich. Delicious. All on matzah? Right. It's, what is it? Like dried figs on matzah? Come on, Diggy. You tell me you go to Subway, you never had a Hillel? They don't know. The Jew, no, the Jews, they don't know what their food is. Every If you, you listen to them carefully, you go to one of their events, you're like, what's in this? They just make up gross stuff. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, you know, like a fish head, a, a tire, some yeah. hot wheels. We ground them up. 5,000 years we've been doing this. Mm-hmm. Cream cheese locks. Yeah. Sable and capers. Yeah, what is it? What, right. I only know what one of those are because I always pick them out of my food. Uh, what? Sable's what's a type of coat. No, well, oh no, there is like a, a mammal called the sable, I think, or a type of coat. But no, I'm talking about the fish. It's a fish. It's a like sable's a, a yeah, fish. Yeah, it's like a white fish. Come on, guys, give it. Give us something we can, you know, sink our teeth into. Not just literally, but metaphorically as well, mm-hmm. Li- linguistically. Give us a give us a ham and cheese. Give us a give us a bacon cheeseburger, huh? Give us a bacon. Are you talking to the Jews, <laughs> the Jews right now? <laughs> oh, no, no, Come no, on, no, Jews, no. get your get your get your food game up. What's a really good Jewish dish? I guess matzo ball soup's okay. It's like on a cold well, day. The sandwich is a great Jewish. The, sa- the, gra- the sandwich, great Jewish yeah. invention. It, it is, dickhead. <laughs> anyway, anyway, right, how did we do? From last month, the biggest solution in the universe was batteries. Oh, great! Yeah. Yes, great solution. Actually, great I like that solution. A mine followed by steam engines. Yeah, <laughs> mistake. You guys fucked up. I thought about that. You know, right before the show started, Dick, I thought mm. batteries came up above the steam engine. But nothing has impacted more lives in as a profound way as the steam engine, I think. Battery, yeah. Batteries made in the long run, but it hasn't been long enough. What, are you going to carry a steam engine around in your pocket? We are going, what? No. <laughs> you got to put a bat, plug a battery into that bitch. Those batteries are made in factories powered by steam. Mm-hmm. No one knows. No one wants to know how the sausage is made. Yeah, they well, just want to carry it around, right? Speaking I'm of right. Speaking of sausages, followed by deworming you pills. Carry around the sausage. What? You what? said nobody wants to know how the sausage is made. They just yeah. want to carry it around. Yeah. yeah. Like in a sandwich, Sean. Yeah. You never heard the saying, you you can't have your sausage and eat it too? Because <laughs> people want to carry them around. Anyway. Famous saying. Yeah. Um, oh, so it was followed by deworming pills and then tapping your back pocket to make sure your wallet is still there. I, for, I forgot I brought that in. Yeah. I I think everyone forgot. But you I've that done in. it hundreds of times since we recorded. Was it a solution? What? Forgotten the, uh, the solution? Tapped? No. Tapped yeah. my pocket. So so this this might almost be a tie, actually, because the oh. uh, as at the time at the time of this recording, deworming pills had 205 upvotes and tapping your back pocket to make sure your wallet is still there, 204. Hold on, let me so, let me change the vote. <laughs> Too real late. Fast. Sorry. 
Closing it. Closing the voting. The wow. polls have closed. That's as why. important as deworming pills is uh-huh. Ma- weird Matthew McConaughey's solution of tapping your butt Get out to of see here. if you have your wallet. You guys are such dumb shits. Look, that's why every vote matters, guys. Go to the website. Vote on these solutions. Every vote matters. You, mm. saw, you saw what happened. One of these solutions... Missed out, although it would, I'm going to say that's a tie. It's almost a tie. No, mine's, or whatever, mine outranked the other one. Deworming yeah. pills. I love how 409 people give a shit. <laughs> well, more than that, because there's some, presumably there's some downvotes. Some downvotes too, Sean. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, Sean. Yeah. Yeah, Sean. So 400. It could be hundreds of thousands for yeah. all we know. <laughs> there's no way to tell. Yep. That's why every vote matters. True. Okay. Do you have any comments from that? I got a I got a correction voicemail. Oh, let's hear this. People. Well, you remember that we were talking about the Voyager spacecraft, and yeah. we, we, there was a, there was a discussion oh, over whether it yeah. was nuclear powered. I said it was nuclear powered because yeah. it's the best solution okay. in the universe as, as as what we've shown, yeah. and you said it was solar powered. Kind of a wussy way to power anything, <laughs> in my opinion. We are all solar powered, Dick. <laughs> Uh, here's the correction voicemail. Hey, Maddox, this is your good buddy, Comrade Pratt. Doesn't sound uh, like a buddy. <laughs> I just wanted to point no, out that for somebody who claims to like science so much, yeah. sure are fucking retard. Okay. <laughs> fucking Voyager probe is like 20 billion miles from the sun. Okay. When you get that far away from the sun... It looks smaller than Dick's face. Of course, oh, it's going to need no, a Come on. thermonuclear generator. Yeah. Jesus Christ, man. Uh, okay. Well, we couple, both, couple we both feel bad after for, that voicemail. First of all, first of all, I think I do know Comrade Kratz. He's a Twitch. He uh, he uh, hangs around my Twitch room. Which, uh, by the way, I've got this like loyal this loyal group of Twitch people who hang out in the the, the chat room every single time. Do you and call I them the Maddox Militia? The Maddox Militia, yeah. You should. Actually. Oh, do you really? Yeah, Maddox oh, Militia. Cool. Maddox Militia right. is a thing I used to, a long time ago. But um, no, so the these guys who hang out in the in the Twitch chat room, uh, Comrade Kratz is one of them. First of all, Comrade Kratz. What, are you shitting on that guy's explanation? <laughs> Idiot. Wrong. This Voyager's not 20 billion miles away from the sun. That sounds like an exaggeration. Oh, you better be right. Yeah. After the last month. It's not. I don't, I'm going to put, I will put money on it that it's not 20 How billion much miles. money? 12 bucks wait a minute wait a minute 12 okay 12 bucks 12 with bucks. what comrade kratz you know you know what here <laughs> I'll, I'll look i'll pay up if i'll pay up on his behalf you'll pay yeah on his i'll behalf? be a proxy to this guy okay. if you want to oh. make this wager I'll, I'll bet anything all right i'll bet anything anytime anywhere 12 bucks what okay that it's not 20 billion miles away Is that what 20 you said? billion miles away Okay. what's yeah. the threshold what's about 20 billion like what counts i would say between 15 and 25 billion Qualifies. That's high. That's that's a huge percentage. Ten that's billion like 50 miles. Per, that's fifty percent, Dick. Order of magnitude. Come on. Nah. Um. Okay. I I I will say that the Voyager. Let's see. The Voyager. It's it can't be more than a few million. Like maybe maybe a hundred million. Okay. At most. It's a hundred million at most. Yeah. Okay. That's your over under. Yeah. Okay. So if it's more than a hundred million. Uh, more that than, guy's right. No, we're not playing prices right rules. That's anti. That's opposite prices right rules. What I'm talking about. No. So let's go between 100 million and 20 billion miles. No. That's the halfway point. <laughs> no. If that's no. Maddox, okay. that should be, that's 12 bucks. If it's over the middle of that, that guy's right. Okay, if anyone's estimate is off by more than a billion. 
Okay, who, no. who's that? Uh, okay, how about whoever's just closest to the real answer? Yes, that's what I'm saying. Okay, done. Right. Okay, closest. whoever's closest to the real answer. All right, I'm saying about 114 million. That's my oh, answer. Oh man, what am I gonna do with that? 12? No, what's Comrade Kratz gonna do with his 12 bucks? He's never gonna see it. That's what he's gonna. <laughs> He's going to draw a picture. I'll send him a picture of 12 bucks. You know what, though? Actually, Comrade Kratz has donated on Twitch through PayPal, so I can. I guess I could PayPal him you 12 bucks. You give him his money back? This is, uh, this, is the fir- <laughs> this is the first time I think that uh, an unwitting listener has become the recipient <laughs> or the, the uh, part of a bet that he had no choice in. He's good for it. Yeah. All right, you got anything else? I got a special voicemail video for you. Oh, you got a voicemail video? Yeah. Oh, okay, let's hear it. Um, friend of the show, definitely not a friend of mine, Angelo's mom called in again. Angelo sent a video of it. This time, it's a video of Angelo's mom interrogating, uh, Angelo's dad. This poor, this poor man. Yeah. This poor sweet man. I've seen this video. Oh, you've seen it? Mm -hmm. I haven't watched it yet. Oh, you haven't seen this? No, 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 no. Here, I'll play it for you guys right now. It's eight minutes long, so we're going to... You asked me who Dick Masterson is, okay? You don't know him. Well, I heard it. But I'm, well, I'm glad you don't, because he's <laughs> okay. nobody. He's this jackass. He's online, um, and he was on Dr. Phil pulling down women. He said he's better than women, because women draining their husbands... What the hell? Accounts and everything? Bullshit. She's draining his life women right out of him. I don't drain her accounts. I to do with a lot of money anyway. So, and it's true, right? 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 Yes? Yes. Oh, I'm glad you, you know. said what you wanted to do. Unprompted. Yeah. No. Totally no. unprompted. I'm totally unprompted. She did not feed him those lines. I mean, you don't deny that. Now, he says he's better than women because Close women it. this and women that and uh-huh. women that. And you know what? He's such a joke. No, no. He has no girlfriend. Nobody dates him. No, nobody. Who wants nobody to date him? Nobody dates him. He said women like to be treated like jerks and he went to an ATM and took money out and he said this is how women view men. They just run up their credit cards and stuff and he and he said all women are whores. Did I say oh. that? Yeah. <laughs> is that a chili stain on My her stomach. shirt? Anyway, Uh-oh. Uh-oh. so Uh-oh. he was in Dr. Phil <laughs> and talking like that, in other words, putting down women, saying all the nasty things about them. What do you think he's thinking yeah, about right there? You tell me who's dating him. Nobody. He's probably but thinking of like think a I want to know what swimsuit mom. Drowning himself mother. in the toilet. <laughs> because she probably killed herself. <laughs> that was his. That was his dynamite drop in. Yeah. Uh, uh, does it get Does it get better? Does he ever talk? No. That's it. That's it. He. She pretty much. So she. She asks him a bunch of questions, and he doesn't. He seems kind of reluctant. So Angela's mom's oh, a good think? sport. Yeah. yeah. Angela's right. mom's a good sport when it comes to these videos. She takes part. She plays along with Angelo. Uh, it's. I think it's really cute that the two of them make all these videos together. Like it's. He's Angelo's PayPal. Yeah, it's cute, right? Uh, uh PayPal rather. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so. I got a comment here from, uh, uh, yeah, and thank you, Angelo, for sending that in. Yeah. Um, I got a comment here from Alex Manala, Monoilo. He says, batteries is the same solution as boxes. In the thermo circuits analogy, temperature oh. sources in rooms are represented as voltage sources, batteries, because voltages and temperatures are mathematically similar, and rooms are people boxes. Hey, good point. Vote up boxes. <laughs> I, uh, gu- I guess. You know I what, I understand it. Look- yeah, yeah, it made sense to me. You know yeah. what? Uh, let's go ahead and transfer all the votes for batteries to boxes. Let's, oh we're going to do that. Why yeah. don't you just bring in supersets? Did you bring that in <laughs> this week, this month? 
No, I, I don't think supersets are a solution. They're just a thing that exists. Uh, okay. Do you want to go? Do you want to do a solution? Yeah, I got, I got a big solution okay. this week, Dick. Let's hear it. A real solution. Let's hear it. Fact. <laughs> Let's hear it. Uh, homeless housing. Oh. Yeah. Homeless uh, housing. Uh-huh. Homeless housing. Does that exist? Yeah. I'd sure be fucking surprised if that existed in L.A. Because there's that? a lot of them all over the street all the time. Yeah, there are a lot of homeless people in L.A. How many would you estimate, Dick? Do you have any idea? Oh, like 20 billion. 20 probably billion? Homeless so about there. as many homeless people as there are miles between us and yeah. the Voyager in space? No, so, wait, wait, really? An estimate of how yeah. many homeless people there are in L.A.? Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh, 100,000? No, that's, that's high. It's about 29,000 right now. Not that far off. No. Uh, you're Four off by times. 70 70 times that's not that bad <laughs> okay anyway twenty nine thousand. about in skid row alone so uh for those who've never been to los angeles and don't know about our homeless problem there's this area of downtown los angeles called skid row and mm-hmm. it's just this uh what is it like four block area where it's just a bunch of really concentrated homeless people who live and there. there is literally a sign that says skid row yeah which is, is kind of really yeah. Which is kind of fucked huh. up if you think yeah. about it. Yeah, that is. Well, was that what it was called before the homeless people were there? They uh, may have been. No, I don't think so. Skid Row. It may who, have been. Who names a part of the city Skid Row? I don't know. Have you ever looked at the cities in Alabama? Every single one seems like someone New, fucked up. New with the Mexico, keyboard. right? Like Truth and Consequences. That one. What's in Alabama? Uh, Alabama. You have like Goat's Neck, Alabama. You have oh, like really? P- Pig Knob. You have like Big Baldy <laughs> Flesh. Like it's just the dumbest names in Alabama. But seriously, you guys, if you have some time, go to a directory of cities in Alabama. Just That's the dumb, the dumbest, silliest names. Skid Row is, is wouldn't even make the cut in Alabama. I don't think. Anyway, homeless homelessness uh, is a big problem, but we're not talking about problems. We're talking about solutions here. So you want to build like a big roof over Skid Row? There you go. That's the solution. You got a Done. We got a big home. (laughs) Then we can build some walls around the roof. We got a big house for all these guys. Yeah, basically. A good friend of mine back from uh, Utah, back home in Utah a long time ago, used to complain about homeless people. And he'd say, sarcastically, he'd say, why don't homeless people just get homes? Hmm. I mean, that's that's basically it. Uh, Being homeless is one of the only titles you can earn by not having something. It is literally people who lack a home or a place to sleep. If you think about it, um, there's no other property or item that you can lack access to that defines who you are as much as having a place to sleep. Simply by not having a place to sleep, think about you. Think about it. Right. It defines your identity. If you are sleeping in the, on the street, you don't have like a shelter. Yeah, you're yeah. homeless. People, no one at, at no other point in society do people just point to people and say, "Okay, well they are blank," because you know, based on whether or not where they sleep or what they don't have, it defines you. What if you didn't have an email account? Then you're just a grandparent. A computer. Oh, yeah. so there you go. <laughs> Otherwise, um, how would you know? No, grandparents don't have a caps lock key. All their keyboards are broken, so it's on all the time. Oh, it's on all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that maybe maybe those are the people I'm arguing with in Twitch? It's just people, just grandparents with caps lock keys. Uh, I think it's important to note that a lot of people come down on the homeless because they think that it's a moral failing. And I strongly disagree. You know, it's not it's not a choice, guys. Um, you know, like people just wake up one day and say, you know what, I, I hate working, and I think I'm going to go blow through my savings so I can only afford to drink Listerine, and then I'm going to vomit from alcohol poisoning, piss myself, and take a nap in a sidewalk while cockroaches nest in my beard. I think that's the life for me. This isn't, you guys, this is not a choice people mm. make. Mo- most people are not homeless by choice. 
Most people are not homeless because they're lazy. Isn't Dick, it drug you, addiction? Well, that's a big part of it. Yeah, that's a huge choice. Yeah, mental illness. Well, we're we're actually get, we're Being actually getting to meds. that. One yeah. of the main causes of homelessness is lack of affordable health care, believe it or not. Uh, we're all basically one or two medical emergencies away from homelessness. And you guys kind of take it for granted, but uh, talk to some homeless people and, and ask them how they got into that condition. Uh, and you'll find out pretty quick that a lot of them just are down on their luck. They had one or two medical expenses that they couldn't afford. Their bills piled up. They got evicted. Next thing you know, you're homeless. That's, I, mean, it, I find that hard to swallow. That's, I mean, that's the reason. emergency causes most homelessness? Yeah, one or two serious medical emergencies cause uh, homelessness. Well, I think that can be true if you have no family around to help. Right. A lot of these people have nobody but themselves. So, yeah, you get fucked. I, wow. I'm really, I don't know about most, but. Yeah, I got it. Well, I'm, I'm going to get to. Maybe a couple, but. Addiction sounds way more likely. Okay, well, I, I have those uh, those statistics here actually. Because like that's uh, not how credit works, right? Like if you get if you get in debt with the hospital, they don't send the goon squad out to boot you out of your apartment. You can freeload forever. No, that's that's true, but uh, it, God, de- I don't it, interrupt it really thing. It's just surprising to me. No, it's it's not the main reason. Uh, the main reason, actually, according to nationalhomeless.org, is domestic violence, they say, is a big cause of homelessness uh, for both men and women. Um, and it's not just Whoa. spousal abuse. It's adolescent abuse. Like, if you think about it, yeah, a lot of kids, like, when right when they're turning around the time of 16, 17, 18 years old, they're very vulnerable. They're going through a lot of emotions. There's a lot of stuff going on. Sometimes you have a falling out with your parents. I mean, I sure did. Uh, when you're 16, 17 years old, if you run away from home, you don't have credit. Mm-hmm. You don't have an employment history. You don't have a college education. So basically, the only types of jobs you're able to get are menial jobs. And if you find yourself desperate enough, uh, you may you may fall into drugs and addiction as, as you know, the other big, big problem of homelessness. Um, approximately 16% of homeless people suffer from some persistent debilitating mental illness. That sounds about right. That's a, that's sixteen percent. But addiction. Do you know what mental illness it is? It's it's varied. There's mm-hmm. uh, schizophrenia. There is, um, uh, d- you know, chronic depression. Things like that. That that uh, mm-hmm. that become debilitating. But uh, addiction is another reason that people often cite for homelessness. Uh, and there's a great video from YouTube, uh, from a YouTube channel called In a Nutshell. And I have been promoting this like crazy. This is such a good video. I really want everyone to listen to it. I brought in a clip from this video. But basically, it gets to the root cause of addiction, and it's not what you think. Now, I really want people to watch this video. I'm going to link to it on the website, the full video. It's really worth watching. It's like a four or five-minute video. Here's the clip from this video. Listen to this. If you, for example, break your hip, you'll be taken to a hospital, and you'll be given loads of diamorphine for weeks or even months. Diamorphine is heroin. It's, in fact, much stronger heroin than any addict can get on the street, because it's not contaminated by all the stuff drug dealers dilute it with. There are people near you being given loads of deluxe heroin in hospitals right now. So at least some of them should become addicts. But this has been closely studied. It doesn't happen. Your grandmother wasn't turned into a junkie by her hip replacement. Why is that? Yeah, why well, is that? Well, I think that? they're they're dis- uh, predisposed to it in their brain, too, some people. But um, I'm going to blame... I mean, I'm, I'll blame the... 
I'll take a hard line and say you can resist it no matter what. But I bet I think certain people are more predisposed to addiction of whatever their favorite poison is than others. Well, that, certainly psychological. Well, there is a genetic link, and it also it does alter your brain when you sure. start using certain things. Yeah, yeah, but that, that's but that's not all of it. That right. may be the, that may be the case. But this video talks about where our understanding of addiction came from. It basically came from an experiment, I think, in the 1950s or something, where a scientist took a rat and put it in a cage and gave it two sources of water. One was normal, and one was laced with, I believe, cocaine. Mm -hmm. And left to his own devices, the rat overwhelmingly drank from the cocaine, uh, became a junkie, and died. And they concluded that, well, drugs are addictive. The rat couldn't stop drinking from the cocaine water, uh, therefore, drugs cause addiction. That's the mm -hmm. obvious solution. Well, it wasn't until more recently that, it's, that another scientist took a look at that experiment and thought, well, I mean, look at the environment the rat was living in. They thought that when? In the 50s? I that think. was a rat experiment? Yeah, maybe the, th the 50s or even the 30s. Or, but I, it was probably earlier. I think it was the 30s. It was a long time ago that they did this experiment. Mm. So this is where modern understanding of addiction comes from is this experiment uh and then another scientist more recently did did an experiment he said well look at the environment the rat was living in the rat was just put in an isolated cage yep. and had no other choice maybe maybe the rat didn't choose cocaine but he chose cocaine over the alternative of his miserable existence mm -hmm. and so they, he did another experiment he made a rat enclosure that was basically like uh, rat Caesar's palace, you know, like it has everything you'd ever want, uh, lots of other rats to play with and have sex with, uh, family, rats from different, you know, the same family members, little fountain, a lot of toys, a little, little fountain, blackjack, little rat blackjack, Got a little rat blackjack, Ooh. uh huh, and a little back a rat, and the house oh, always, oh, oh, oh. and the house always loses, <laughs> back a rat, <laughs> and the house always loses in this, then it's not fun though, uh. -huh. Yeah. Well, these, rat, these, these rats were having a great time. Blowjobs, orgies, the whole thing. Oh, whole my God. Night. Half of them were having a good time, then. <laughs> <laughs> okay, there was a bunch of gangbangs. Nine out of ten people enjoy them. Uh, so, um, anyway, so... The other one's lying. <laughs> uh, the, so, anyway, this they put these rats in this different enclosure that was basically yeah. like rat heaven, right? Right. They gave them also cocaine-laced water and regular water. And they found very few rats touched the cocaine water. They didn't care. Sounds about right. And uh, in this experiment, it was obvious that the big variable that changed was their environment. And they found that your environment has much more to do with addiction than anything else, than yeah. your predisposition, your genetic predisposition, whether or not... Because a lot of people were afraid uh, during the Vietnam War, a lot of our soldiers went abroad and became addicted to heroin. So people were really scared shitless that these Vietnam vets were going to come back home and be junkies and be junkies yeah. roaming the streets but that didn't happen as soon as they came back home they kicked the habit because they were back with their families and their loved ones and they were happy again yeah so wait, wait Vietnam vets yeah well they've there's tons probably of more, homeless more Vietnam than vets. any other war because they were treated so shitty when they got home yeah well, sure, but but we're talking specifically about the drug addiction. They didn't see the spike that they were they were expecting. Really? Yeah. I oh, mean, there were, of course, there are a lot of people from Vietnam who who. Uh, but it's got to be more than any other war. Maybe I don't know. Because World War II, they were fucking heroes. Yeah. They yeah. couldn't buy a drink at a bar. Yeah, yeah that's Vietnam, true. they were child killers. Yeah. Well, that was a very unpopular war. That's why they- For they, sure. People, I mean, psychologically, it should show you the psychological link to drug addiction because now let's go back to but homelessness. how's the home going to help these guys? Well, <laughs> sounds like they need more homeless people out there. They need they need some cards against humanity. Let's go to Skid Row and throw a bunch of Twister and games at them, right? Yeah, maybe they'll problem play solved. Naked Twister, that'll solve it. Let's take them to Vegas. 
Yeah. Uh, no. A terrible, terrible solution. Um. Anyway, so they looked at Caesar's homeless, Palace. Homeless Blackjack. Yeah, Caesar's Palace. That's what I'm talking Caesar's about. Caesar's Palace. Um. So back to homelessness. Like, let's go back to that picture of the adolescent who has a fight at home. Mm-hmm. Already, the environment is not happy. It's not a good environment. It's toxic. Uh. It's abusive. The kid runs away from home. Okay. Are you talking about you? No, I didn't run away from home. That's a valid question. A lot of people do. No, With I this did. Bottle I did, of cocaine water. Yeah. I did move out pretty abruptly. In a soup thermos. Fuck you, Sean. <laughs> I did move out pretty abruptly. Actually, would that count as running away from home? No. Did you tell them? Uh, did you tell your family you were moving out abruptly, or did you just leave? I think my last words were "fuck you, fuck you, fuck you," and then and I got I'm running car. away. <laughs> <laughs> I did move out pretty abruptly, but that's um, unru- you ran away. <laughs> you ran away from home. I ran away from Whatever. home. I never got back. You're Peter Pan. <laughs> Look You're at me a now. lost boy. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah anyway uh i ran away from home and <laughs> no but uh, in utah how stereotypical can you get yeah my my circumstances were a little bit different but i, I i've never been addicted to anything but so um, kids run away they're in they're a bad stranded, environment they got nothing yeah um and so next thing you know because of the environment they're in they don't have anyone to fall back on mm-hmm. thankfully i had a pretty good network of friends in utah and uh, a lot of them helped me out at the time i didn't really need it i had a good job at the time so so I was I was one of the lucky ones. I was already in college. I had a good job. It oh. wasn't a big deal. Yeah. Okay. Um, what so, job? Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. I can find it. You can keep going. I want you to play this. <laughs> Telemarketing company. Telemarketing company. I worked for one for nine and a half years. Nine and a half years. Yeah. You ran away from home for. <laughs> What an asshole. Okay, so this kid's really sad. Yeah. So anyway, um, so that's that's what causes uh, addiction. Addiction is a problem of connection. Uh, is the is the, I guess the conclusion of this video. You're you feel not connected to people. Uh-huh. Um, isolation, like you mentioned, Dick, and that's what causes addiction, and that's what causes, I think, a lot of homelessness. A little if annoyed you, that you brought in my problem of addiction here. What you brought that? Go in? ahead. No, 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 no. I'm making a joke that if anyone's going to bring in addiction, it should oh. probably be me. Um, right? <laughs> probably. Yeah. Well, watch this video, Dick. It may change your life. It's <laughs> no a really good fuck, video. No five-minute video is going to tell me something about addiction. I don't know. Not to be, not to demean the video. I'm sure it's great for people who are not addicts of things. Well, but people who are addicts. reasonable. Yeah, but people who are addicts aren't necessarily experts on their own condition. They are just experts of suffering. You know, they know what it is to to have it. Well, you have to learn about it. Mm-hmm. What you do know you mean? what I mean? Well, yeah, no, yeah. you're absolutely yeah, yeah, right. You read about it. My par- my parents are are uh, huge gambling addicts. Yeah, and it may it, it may go kinds. back to you know it, yeah it'll come th- full circle. It may go back to the environment that mm-hmm. I was raised in, the environment that we live in. If you are a depressed person, if you're d- living in an environment that isn't making you happy, that's a huge variable that's a huge component oh yeah there's a lot more we're finding there it's a lot more nurture uh than nature it used to be the the whole argument it's like well obviously it's some of both but man you cannot underestimate the the conditions that you were raised in and what you were yeah. exposed to makes a big big difference huge on who you difference. are it, it basically defines you it does uh to to an extent uh, it, and if you guys if you guys think that your scowl or angry rebuke of homelessness you know when you tell people to get a job is uh, is going to be the punishment that inspires them? You're an idiot. Really? No, yeah. You think you, you think homeless people haven't been told to get a job before? You think that's you? You think they're sitting around waiting for you to drive by with your window down and throwing an, an, a half full 
uh, Diet Pepsi cup at them to tell them to get a job. And that's the, that's going to be the one thing that pushes them over the edge. And they're going to be inspired to go out there and fix up their resume and walk into uh, Bill Gates's office and say, here you go, sir. Hire me. You think I, don't that's think all it's, I don't think it's one way or the other, but I think they've fucked up a couple times to get where they're at. I think that uh, they're also encouraged to not get a job in some instances by government programs. Oh, interesting. I think government welfare programs are uh, not necessarily to their advantage. Well, we're going to come back to – okay, you remember that. We're going to come back to that. But uh, I disagree because I I don't think the default – the default human disposition doesn't want to be homeless and impoverished. People don't want to be reduced to begging for scraps and sleeping on the sidewalk. There's nothing glamorous about being homeless. It's one of the worst conditions you can have in society short of being in jail. I think most people would choose homelessness over jail. But that's like a. Oh, sometimes they probably don't. Don't they commit crimes to get a nice meal? Sometimes, sometimes there are instances of that. Well, people who have been in before too. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes they're used to it. I the term institutionalized gets thrown around, but yeah. at least they know what they're doing, where they're supposed to be, that they're going to get three meals a day. No, yeah. I've actually known two homeless people in my life, like friends of mine, mm. who were homeless, and uh, both of them were friends, and I didn't think of them as homeless until one day I asked them casually, like where their apartment is. And uh, one of them said, I don't have an apartment. I said, so where you sleep? He said, uh, in my car. And that's when I realized uh, that I'm, one of my close friends who I never thought of as homeless is a homeless person. Mm. And of both of these friends, they both had similar conditions. They're both sleeping in their cars. They're both homeless. Uh, vastly different attitudes. One of them was really uh, angry and frustrated and depressed and had a lot of anxiety about his condition. He didn't like it. And the other one was kind of optimistic. He lived in his in his van and uh, had um, he had a gym membership. They both did. That's how homeless to people shower. Yeah, to shower. That's yeah. how homeless people uh, can get by a lot of times. Like you see the the chronically homeless people who are sleeping on the streets, they're pretty much destitute. But some people who are homeless, people who are not chronically homeless, they mm-hmm. get by by getting a gym membership going there to shower. They get a P.O. box so they can get their paychecks delivered and so on and so forth. And people think mm-hmm. that homeless people don't work. That's the biggest fucking fallacy there is. Homeless people work. They Most of them have jobs. The ones you see laying around on the street and stuff, those are those are chronically homeless people who have a, a, a multitude of, of problems to get over before they get a job. But most homeless people, uh, the ones you see at soup kitchens who show up, they're just going through a, a, a rough patch right now. They yeah. may have fallen, you know, their social network fell apart. They don't have anywhere else to turn. They need a little bit of assistance to get back up on their feet. And this guy, uh, the one who had the positive attitude, eventually, both of them actually no longer homeless, thankfully. Both of them have moved on. And one of the, the guy with the positive disposition said that he was uh, saving up money. He was working at a, a bunch of different jobs. He actually had two or three jobs. And he was just saving every single paycheck, every single penny he got, until he said, I'm just going to try to get a, an apartment and a girlfriend. And eventually he did. And he's doing all right now, but uh, it's you know it, it doesn't fit the predisposed notion that you have of homelessness. How's Wait, gonna, who's you? How's he going to hang onto the money with a girlfriend? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how do you question. think? He, how do you think he got there? <laughs> uh, what homeless? Some yeah. devil woman bewitched his money out of him. Uh, mm-hmm. Happens every time. Every time. One hundred percent of homelessness. Low hanging fruit there. Um, yeah. So is it? It is weird to see a homeless woman, right? You see, yeah, oh, they're out there. You I see guess. far. F- I see a lot in Hollywood. I see far fewer homeless women than men. Yeah, because women, uh, I think, 
I think some of them can rely on prostitution. And we all know why. Yeah. We, we don't need to get into yeah. it. We don't need to talk about that. I, I will say this, though. I've never seen a hot homeless person. No. I think that people who are born with good looks are, have kind of hit the jackpot in society. Yeah. You're pretty much covered. You never see a hot homeless person. Yeah, well, meth will fix that. Yeah, well, that's true. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so... so how, do we, how do we get them houses? Yeah. Yeah, so what's the solution, Kick right? Kickstarted. Well, my own home state of Utah figured it out. Homeless housing. Huh? Right. Yeah. Now, I shit on my home state of Utah a lot. There are a lot of idiotic things about the state, but this is one of the things that I'm pretty proud of. Uh, here's a stat for you, Dick. Utah reduced chronic homelessness by 91%. 91%. And that's not to say that all homelessness in Utah has ended. There's still about 14,000 people who are homeless uh, in my home state. But we're talking about people who are homeless the longest. According to NPR, chronic homelessness is defined by people living on the streets for more than a year or four times in the past three years or who have a disabling condition such as serious mental illness, addiction, or physical disabilities or illness. Um, Utah had around 2,000 chronically homeless people in 2005. Now they have fewer than 200. And they solved the problem by simply giving homeless people housing. It's not totally rent-free, but they, you know, they have to pay a little bit. They pay about $50 per month or 30% of their income, whichever is greater. Mm-hmm. Uh, that means on average, each homeless person is making around $166 per month. So 30% of their income would be about 50 bucks. Man, if you get evicted from homeless housing, you have really fallen off the cliff. Yeah, because you're, you're addicted to drugs. Sure. Yeah. Or mentally ill. Sure. Well, they don't uh, they don't evict these people, and you'll see why. A conservative in Utah named Lloyd Pendleton, Dick. Now, now remember, I said we're going to come back to your point about uh, um, you know government subsistence creating the problem. Well, a conser- I create. <clears throat> well, enabling, <throat> encouraging. What would you say? Look, if you want if you want to find a study that says cutting back on welfare programs for able able bodied people will cause them to get jobs, you can find those studies. So what like there's no clean cut there's no clear cut answer for this. It's Well there is. You have success here. I mean we we have ha- we have again, really conservative you can look for both sides of it. You can find examples of that success. No, but you look at really conservative states and they don't have this success that that uh, they did in Utah. People who are not enab- enabling these programs. Like what other solution is Wait, there? Cuz this is a solution that works. Utah is a very Utah conservative state. That's it what is. I was going to say. And that's yeah. what's so surprising. That's why it came from uh, Utah. Utah is very conservative, but it's weird because Salt Lake City is very liberal. I'd say Salt Lake City is more liberal than parts of Los Angeles, I would say. And Los Angeles is is mostly blue, I think. It's great also that it worked for them. Might not necessarily work in New York, L.A., well, they're, cities. They're, they're looking at that. They're looking at what works and what doesn't with these programs. Because you're, you're right. Uh, there is a scale of magnitude larger in L.A., although not that much. It's about two times as much in L.A. than. Uh, well, it's the demographic of the homeless people, too. Anyway, this guy named Lloyd Pendleton, who ran a humanitarian service in Utah, is very conservative. He says uh, he didn't think the government should simply give people a place to live. Because, and there's a quote from him, he says, because I was raised as a cowboy in the West Desert, Pendleton says, and I have said over the years, you lazy bums get a job, pull yourselves up by the bootstraps, right? That's the old uh, American mentality. Then everything changed in 2003 when he went to a conference on homelessness in Chicago where he met a guy named Sam Sembris who created a program called Housing First. Now, the idea is pretty simple. Homeless people cost the government a lot of money when they're living on the street because of emergency room visits, sickness, violence, drug addiction, and crime. Now, this is a clip from The Daily Show. Listen to this. Sure. Giving homeless people homes sounds like a good idea, just like feeding people and providing health care sounds like a good idea. But everyone knows we just can't afford it. 
22% of Americans are currently receiving some kind of government entitlement. That's 67 million people. And the truth is, we can't afford it. What do all of these handouts cost the good, hardworking people of Utah? These handouts cost probably $12,000, 10 to $12,000 per what? person housed. There you go. Compared with $20,000 a year on the street. Wait, what? What we give them is more effective and efficient than the emergency system of emergency room visits, EMT runs, and jail time. Uh, and actually, those estimates have been revised. Uh, that was kind of an older episode, but it's now about thirty to 50000 per person per year that they're saving uh, just by get, putting these people in houses. Well, so, that's good. Yeah, of course it's good. So that's how you're paying for this. Pro- First of all, it's, homelessness is costing you more by not addressing it, by not dealing with it. By simply putting these people in low-cost housing, you're saving money. Yeah, but it, does it cost me more? No, it costs you less. You're saving money, Dick. No, no, I mean, but how do we pay for that low-income housing? Am I going to be taxed more? It's coming from federal taxes, yeah. So am I going to be taxed more? No. Oh, so I don't have to pay anything? Dick, if you're saving money on costs, Yeah, but this is how you get sold something that's that's bullshit. The the sales pitch you're giving me right now. Will I have to pay more for this to happen? You're saving money. Do whatever you want, then. You're giving me money back? doing this you're great you're saving money somehow i don't think it's going to shake out like that it like is. all these imaginary numbers are like oh these emergency visits and this that like okay but did taxes go up for this no like how do you start it then if anything taxes go down dick you're saving money you're saving taxpayers money if it's costing us 30 to fifty thousand dollars per year i mean there's all these studies also that say that kids who don't get a good education who drop out of high school mm-hmm. are way more likely to end up incarcerated i mean that's just that's just so a, we should dump more money into keeping them in school right well not necessarily just maybe improve the system that we already have but this this is a solution here because this is saying we're going to save you guys you you invest twelve thousand dollars per person per year which is not that much really if it's more than zero is too much for me well okay then dick then go ahead and pay fifty thousand per person is that yeah, what but you i'm want? already paying that there you go then keep paying it is that what you want there's but there will never be a refund for this like if i pay more to build these houses i'm not gonna start getting back that fifty thousand like the cops are not gonna start shrinking no the homeless have homes no that's not that's absolutely not true during the george budgets work during the george w bush administration every single american taxpayer got a 300 dollars tax refund didn't they because of the surplus from the uh the previous administration was it 600 wasn't 600 i thought it was 300 doesn't it depend on what your income was well, like let's move on. The bottom, yeah, yeah. the bottom <laughs> line is, this, but yeah, maybe yeah. I don't know. Yeah, uh-huh. it was either three hundred or twenty uh, billion. Yeah. Twenty billion. Mm-hmm. Okay. So anyway, yeah, Dick, you do get. Sometimes it depends on the government. De- mm. Depends on the uh, the administration uh, what they want to do with that surplus. But that government surplus does end up uh, someplace else. Sometimes in our own pockets. So yeah, you will see that money back in your pockets if it's saving. If it's just costing the government less. If it's costing taxpayers less. Of course it's a good thing. I know you think that. And I I hear what you're saying, but that's just not the way these things work. Well, that's it, the it way is. saving money is always pitched for these programs. Like, oh, it's, it's it costs us more money to put somebody it, – it costs us more money to keep them in prison. So let's just let them go. Like every one of these liberal programs is built on this idea of saving phony money. 
This is they all cost. This isn't a liberal program. This is in the reddest state in the union. And this guy who enabled this program in Utah is a conservative. He's one of the most staunch conservatives. In fact, the only reason the Utah legislation went along with it is because this guy, Lloyd Pendleton, is such a staunch conservative. He went to them and said, guys, look, I'm no liberal. This is a, this sounds like a liberal idea, and it mm-hmm. does. It does sound like a, one of those things that should come out of San Francisco or Oakland. You know, mm-hmm. one of these one of these far left uh, countries that it, it's it's tending towards socialism. But mm-hmm. you have to be pragmatic at some point. You have to be practical. You have to step back and say, look, we have this problem. How are we going to solve it? How are we actually going to solve it? We have to put politics aside and see what's actually solving this problem. You have a leaky faucet. What do you do? Just keep putting duct tape on it? Eventually, you have to get to the source of it because that duct tape is going to keep it's going to keep running water. It's going to keep costing you money. So free houses for the homeless? That's it. Some right. of the some of the homeless people. And now here's the thing. Here's what's what's beautiful about this. Some of the homeless people in these projects are so used to sleeping on the streets that they they get their new apartments and they set up a tent in their living rooms for a while until they adjust because they don't believe it's real. And some of them even get up on their feet and go back to work and then start contributing tax money back into the system because they're now gainfully employed. And then they go back to their home states to live with their families and reconnect with their loved ones. Here's a, here's another clip. Um, I thought this was uh, pretty fascinating. Listen to this. This is one of the success stories. Okay, okay, so it makes financial sense. But the fact is, it's going to make them lazy. They disincentivize you to get off welfare and actually go and work. I'll get my rent paid. I'll get food. Why would I work? Why would I work when the government pays me not to work? Why indeed? What you guys are doing is incentivizing mooching. So I went to visit one of these moochers in their moochatorium. (laughs) <laughs> this apartment has given me a job. With that job, I can move back to Chicago and be with my son, my daughter, and my family. There you go. Now, this guy who was homeless his whole life, now someone came along, gave him a, an apartment, gave him a second chance, started putting him in counseling, started to address his mental illness and his drug addiction, and suddenly he got an actual job and started making income. And he was able to get it back up on his feet and move back home to Chicago to live with his family. He's not only, they've not only solved that guy's problem and reduced homelessness, they've actually made him a contributing, functional member of society. Isn't that the gold dick? I mean, all this stuff costs money. Like, it's great that it worked for that one guy, but it all costs money. I, I don't, like, okay, yeah, it's cool that everybody got enough free shit and this one guy got back on his feet. But it's not just one guy. Look at the success stories, Dick. Look, like, seriously, if you're interested in this, I, I highly encourage everyone, uh, and put politics aside. I don't care what your political beliefs are because I'm politically agnostic. I couldn't give less of a shit if this is a liberal or conservative program. I'm just looking at the numbers. This works. This is working. We have results. I would like to know what percentage of people get back on their feet, like based on these programs, though. It would just be interesting. Well, this is is a really good success case, right? This guy here. Let's just say that none of these people get back on their feet. Just as a base, it's just going to cost us $12,000 per year per person. It costs less than putting them in jail. Yeah, I have no, friends in. What's I, that? How much is that? Twelve thousand per person. Twelve thousand per person. In, in Utah or in LA? In Utah. Well, what is it, what's the housing price going to be like in LA? I don't know. It just depends. A shitload more. Look, man. Right? Uh, I I don't know. I don't know if this is. But you got to know these things. That's what that's what makes it a plan. Well, they haven't done it in LA. It's hard to tell. Yeah. It's hard to tell. It's hard to tell if this was, I, I know that other people have tried projects like this in, in bigger cities, and they failed for various reasons. But uh, this one may have worked because it's called Housing First. They used to, There was another program, I think, called Housing and Services. where they 300 million. 
is what that would cost in LA. Yeah, and for thirty thousand homeless people. And why don't you go ahead and multiply that by thirty thousand? Right, thirty thousand times thirty thousand. Yeah, but we're that's already what it, paying that. That's the point, Dick. We're paying that now. So if we pay a little bit less, we'll save money. Yeah, I think I think that's very optimistic of you. That that part, like it doesn't work like a menu where you just go into McDonald's and you're like, I'll take all the homeless people in in prison uh, for whatever five hundred million, and then the next menu item is free houses for the homeless three hundred million. You say, oh, I'll just take that one. I don't want that other one anymore. Like that's not how these big systems well, work. Well, what what's the alternative, Dick? I guess what what's a better solution? I guess you know what. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you should drive by and throw your Diet Pepsi at these people. See, Tell it's them to the get a way job. you phrase it like it's one or the other. <laughs> well, what's like, a better I'm just solution? saying it's extreme. Yeah, it's very, show, it's show, nice that it's worked in show Utah, me, show but me it's a better very solution. optimistic. I mean, Dick, homelessness is such a big problem that everyone has been trying to cheaper? solve. Get all these homeless on a bus and send them to Utah. There you, there you go. Problem solved. They'll well, all get back on their feet and they'll be out here in no time to be with their families. So that's actually what they do. And they'll knock on your door like two years later with yeah. name tags on. <laughs> <laughs> Offering you a book. Why, the, yeah, why, don't they all, why aren't churches open to the homeless, by the way? A why lot of like, Why aren't giant cathedrals full of empty space? Just, why aren't they just full of bunk beds? No, a lot of them, a lot like of them the, are. No, the entire thing. Like what? They're they're sitting with their. Never mind. Because Dick, first of all, Dick, a lot of the homeless shelters and a lot of the homeless uh, soup kitchens and things are run by churches of, of many denominations. Mm. Those are the the majority of them are run by by uh, multi denominational churches. No. Uh, but anyway, back to back to this. Look, until I see a better solution on the books, I'm not seeing any other solutions brought to the table. All I'm hearing is no and obstructionism, but the solution— well, Because you're forgetting s- that everybody wants to stop homelessness. Like, nobody wants there to be homelessness. I, I, I think you got to keep that in mind when you're bringing in these pie in the sky. Like, yeah, free houses, it's a great idea. Okay, I'm glad Utah tried it. Let's see how it pans out. I don't think that's going to work in L.A., Great. I don't know what would. It would be nice if all the homeless people were off the streets, but it seems a little simplistic to just buy them houses. Fuck, the real estate market out here is bad enough as it is. We don't need a bunch of homeless people buying them up. Dick Masterson, <laughs> I don't think it'll work. Don't have any better ideas. <laughs> all right. Well, build a, maybe maybe we should build a wall around them. Hey, if the homeless didn't have Mexico to compete, if, if those kids... <laughs> Running out on their parents didn't have to compete with illegal labor oh, who had no gosh. right to unionize. Stupid. They would get much higher. They would get much higher wages. Also, you can find examples of that. Also, it, it, whatever you want to we're prove, you can back, find examples. We're going of. right back to they don't want to work. That's that's what that's no, the takeaway from this. No, they don't want to work for nothing. They don't want to work for slave wages. They want to work for real America. You can't support. A, you can't live on those wages, Dick. If that were the case, then why aren't more illegals homeless, right? They, they can't live on they, those wages. Have you ever been to a soup kitchen? And I have served soup yeah, at those kitchens. I have. There's a shitload of illegals there eating because they can't afford it. Like guys going in who've just worked 10 hours at some shitty job that no one would do except they have no legal recourse to work less because they'll immediately get deported if they report their boss. They go there to eat. So they can send money back to their family. Homeless kitchens are full of illegals here. Okay, that's in L.A. So maybe— Again, L.A., very different place than Utah. How many homeless people did Utah have? Uh, About 14,000. Different place, different demographic. The people getting homeless in Utah are very different than the ones out here. 
uh, you know, the, uh, look, every place has its own unique problems. I agree. Mm-hmm. And this might, this, what, what worked in Utah may not work everywhere. It's not a cookie cutter solution, yeah. but it's a step in the right direction. It's yeah. a start. It's, and, and we have success. We have success stories. My God, this is the first success story I heard, I've heard about homelessness in years. And this is not only successful, it's phenomenally successful. So look, maybe it's not perfect and maybe it'll cost a little bit to start, but in the long run, it may be the solution. It may be a better solution because at the end of the day, why not? Who gives a shit? Like, what are we, what are we all c- clinging on to? Oh, it's my house. It's my money. Like, who cares? The money. You, but you put people in houses. Then pay for my share. If you don't mind paying the money. You don't need it. Well, you, neither do you then. Why aren't you just paying for everybody? I don't need it either. I'm saying I then don't need it. Pay for me. Pay pay my half. We I don't want to pay. I don't want to pay for it. But you, you don't pay need, my share. But you don't need it. You're able. To, you're I working. do. I Why need do you it? need it? Because I need everything that's mine. <laughs> okay. And then you need and you need a bunch of armed people to take what's mine from me, so you can live out your fantasy of curing homelessness. Well, the solution. That's again, the reality. But what's the alternative, Dick? That you don't. That you do nothing, and the homelessness just continues to be a problem. I'm fine with that. We're all fine with that. Okay. That's why it sucks. That's why homelessness sucks. Because you're fine with it. Yeah. As a society, we are. Yeah. I don't think as a society we're fine with it. Well, we say we're not, but we are. No. That's why we have those prejudices of get a job, get off drugs. Because we want to convince ourselves that we're right because we're fine with it. We, I mean, I think you're, you're talking about you. Oh, I'm talking about a lot more than me. I know. I've seen. I mean, I've seen a Trump rally, but I. I, I <laughs> it's bigger than that too. Yeah. Well. Anyway, Dick, what do you got? I got. Uh, I got a big solution. I don't know. I, I, actually, I think it's. I, I do think it's bigger than uh, home the homeless. Uh, pizza trackers. Pizza trackers. Online pizza trackers. You what? guys. What? On. Do you remember what the world was like? Before online pizza tracking. Terrible. It was terrible. I love the pizza tracker. Oh, the, the fucking pizza tracker. Are you <laughs> talking about like Domino's pizza trackers? Maddox, please. You know exactly what I'm talking I about. I want to know. Don't think, don't think that I'm talking about something else. I want to know that Mauricio has started my order. I want to know that Juan oh, okay. has started my order. I want to know his name. I want to be able to send him little pings. That's me sitting at home rooting. Before the pizza tracker, you just sat in your apartment. After You, you didn't even know if the pizza was coming. Did they forget your pizza? You you might have to call and ask them in a half an hour. Say, where the fuck is my pizza? I got all these hungry guys over here. We all want pizza. Sometimes I would forget I ordered a pizza at all, and I would call again and order another pizza. Ins- total insanity. That must be the- weird for the two drivers. <laughs> it was weird. It was very weird. I they can would see that. fight I, I to deliver me my pizza. Yeah. This isn't just the pizza tracker that I brought in. It's online tracking. Okay. But I'm saying it's never been more fully realized than the pizza tracker. Huh. They're, yeah. they're rolling out pizza trackers where you can track. You can track the guy from the pizza oven in his car and watch him driving it to your house. Yeah. Wait, are they really? Yes, in Australia. Domino's is rolling this out as we speak. Well, that's pretty cool, but here's the thing. I'm a cynic uh, when it comes to this, to, to this so kind this of technology. this plan won't work, but giving free houses away, hundreds of millions of dollars. No, Let's no. try it in Utah, see what happens. <laughs> They're trying it in Australia. Um, I think that what, what they could be doing with this is they uh-huh. just, 
like Domino's corporate looks at the average amount of time it takes for them to make a pizza yeah. and then put it in the oven, take it out to the delivery car, right? And okay. they just say, okay, on average, it's going to be about 17 minutes. And then they just calibrate the pizza tracker so that every, you know, three minutes it just updates it. Oh, now it's in the oven. Now uh, Mauricio's putting the toppings on and now Mauricio's putting do it you, in the box. Do you really think that that's what they do? It could. I, you I, motherfucker, you really think that. Yeah. You're not admitting it, but you think that. I do that's think what that. Have, that's what's yeah. going on in your brain. Well, what, what do you think? They have their ovens synced up with some, like, fucking Wi-Fi thing that's updating a server no, all the they time? just click they push a, button a button. On the, yeah, they push a button on the, on, the PIA, on the point of sale system. The same thing that prints out what's on the pizza. Like, all the instructions and the ingredients and the toppings, they just press next, done. Mm. And then it updates the system. I'm and skeptical. Then, oh, you're such a fucking cynic. <laughs> you're such a cynic. <laughs> Oculus Rift, you'll believe, that yeah. plugs right into your yes. brain, but a pizza tracker no. where you Man, have to press a button. That's way Man out. on the moon, yes. <laughs> yeah. Pizza tracker, no, no fucking way. way. Absolutely not. It's, it's, it just doesn't seem efficient. They're going to pay a bunch of workers standing around, pressing buttons all day. Pressing, they have to press <laughs> the button no, anyway. It's the same people making your pizza. Mauricio presses the button when Mauricio so. puts it in the oven. You're no. so fucked. You are so fucked. This applies to UPS too. Do you think they're just fudging it too? Like FedEx, UPS, those those things. Remember no. when you would just wait six to eight weeks for a package to show yeah. up? What a what an idiot. What an idiot. What yeah. an idiot. Those yeah, kids. I trust I trust UPS and FedEx because they're a large scale company. But with not a lot- Domino's. No, not Domino's. <laughs> There's nothing at stake. Why would Domino's in, in, invoke this kind of system? Look it seems how silly. Excited I am about the I pizza know. tracker. That's why. But to put yourself in the shoe in the shoes of a manager at uh, at, at a pizza joint, right? Uh, and- Oh, I'm going. I'm having seizures. <laughs> Hold on. Put on Let your pork. My watch put on, off. Put on your poor cap. All right. Imagine you're homeless and you're just you're you're making ends meet by working at a Domino's and and you and you're standing in the kitchen, right? You have like ten orders coming in and all of them need to be uh, baked and delivered and sent out immediately. You're gonna pay your employee to stand around there with a terminal, a POS on his belt, he's constantly pressing it. buttons. Like he says when he's done, he presses the button. No, I don't know about standing around. I mean. <laughs> What, 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 do they walk back to the terminal for 10 orders? 120 times an hour? That's what they got to do is go press that button. Have you How seen those pizzas do you think they're, they're cranking small. out at Domino's? Uh, it depends on uh, the day. It depends let's see on where can, I'm. <laughs> let's see if we can overload it. Let's order 200 pizzas right now from our local Domino's and see how long the pizza tracker takes. Let's it order will, 20 I guarantee billion. you it will be the correct amount of times. Look, they're fun. I like this technology. I'm on board with the solution. Fun, though. I'm talking about UPS, FedEx. Yeah. We're, we're revolutionizing the way we... We're, we're destroying stores. We're no, we're no longer going to stores anymore. We're, we're watching... I... Uh, okay. I, uh... I had a girl over a couple couple weeks ago. Uh. She wants fish... <laughs> she wants... She wants fish tacos. I'm like, you know what? Uh... Yeah, I don't... But I don't have a deep fryer. And she's like, oh, that kind of sucks. I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. I heard about this new app, right? This Amazon Now app. Yeah. Like, I'm going to try it out. I punch, I load up this Amazon Go Prime app. I punch in Deep Fryer. Motherfucking two hours later, this dude is driving to my apartment from Glendale with a deep fryer in his car. Huh. This is tracking. Everything is tracked now. I want, I want more tracking. I want everyone track. I wa- I put in directions when I go anywhere. I punch it into ways. I track myself getting there, hmm. even though I know where I'm going. I know how long it takes. I need the satisfaction of seeing the tracker advance on know, my phone. Do you know the Find Your Friends app? Yes. See, the stupid motherfuckers don't turn off their location services on their iPhones, and you can tell if they're lying or not. 
Oh, based on where they are? Yeah. Sean, yeah. Why, why do I get the feeling that you're doing creepy shit with that? <laughs> what else is there to do? <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> Look, we need more. Everything needs to be tracked online. Yeah. I want a tracker for everything. I want everyone RFID'd. I want air, I want oh. I want I want to track them. I want their little icons going around. I want to track the pizza through my body. I don't ever want the tracking to stop. I want all of the pizza molecules yeah. from the oven through my body coming out in the poop. I want to watch the poop be tracked through the system. You see it in your esophagus and going through your intestine. No, I just want the icon. I don't need to see it. Yeah, I okay. just want to know where it is. Yeah, a little bit of ch- like a chewed up turd icon, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then I want to see it pulverized. I want to see all the tracking all over the world of where my poop's going. It should. It should change the icon, the animated icon to the state of digestion that it's in. Yes. And so by the time it comes out, Huh? Look, this is a huge solution. Everyone would be way more interested in the environment if they could track where all their trash is going all the time. Hmm, maybe. That's what I'm saying. I want to be able to tag homeless people. See that- where this motherfucker? I'll pay him. That's a good system. I'll give him a hundred bucks if I could tag him and just see what see what he's up to during study the day. Study their migratory habits. Yeah. Does that exist? Like a fucking right whale or something. Yeah. I thought about doing a, a video when I first uh, uh, when I first came out here a long time ago about uh, like a nature documentary with home, with homeless people where it was a satire on nature documentaries. Sure. But, uh, yeah, basically, you know, you, you tag him, you see him. Track him. <laughs> you That's track him. Like, before prank bros, like they would call social experiments, their shitty pranks, we called yeah. it satire, oh, right? Oh, okay. You just say what you mean and then you tell everybody it's satire. It's satire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's ridiculous. Get, out of, get sure. out of here. Why would I say something like that? That's my solution is pizza tracker. Okay. Online tracking is Take, what it is. Look, it's fun. It's sometimes useful. Uh, and I would say sometimes, but maybe like 20% of the time for me. I'm talking just personal experience. Here's mm-hmm. the times that tracking has been useful for me. If I ordered a package, because usually I order things on Amazon. The, the South Park satirized this perfectly a long time ago in an episode where people ordered things on Amazon, and then two, three days later, you get a package at the door, and you forget what you ordered. Of course. And you open it up, and you're like, oh, yeah, I guess I wanted this. And <laughs> Because Amazon has that compulsive purchase uh, behavior built into their platform but anyway um i'll order something and then i'll remember a couple weeks later oh yeah i ordered this thing where is it and i'll check for tracking i'll see that it's uh in route or whatever mm-hmm. uh, that's the only time i find that it's actually useful but other than that other than the novelty what else is it good for what are you talking about other than the novelty you didn't hear the pizza part <laughs> <laughs> other than the novelty why, why why do you think the tracking is so good and important uh well it's inventory control too like controlling where con- Controlling where your inventory is, I think, is, you know, the next step in convenience consumerism. Like like the, the bridge between having to go to the store yeah. and you're printing at home uh, 3D printers is definitely this. Like controlling where everything is, you can get it immediately. That ordering a deep fryer from my fucking home was as the most convenient thing I've ever done yeah. in my life. And there's And that is the definition of a solution, is making something the most convenient it's ever been in your life. Well, Dick, it's amazing that you're an iPhone owner because iPhones are the least convenient phone, man. You gotta every time you have a problem with that shit, you gotta go right to the fucking store. Every right. time you gotta you gotta go to the store and have a genius wipe your ass. I don't know. That's my solution. <laughs> what's what's yours? Good solution. This, is, this homelessness really took a long time. Yeah, it, it did. Um, do you well, feel big, good though? Big solution. Do you feel like you really? deserve to go to heaven after trying to fix homelessness? I mean, I haven't done anything. I just, <laughs> I just you, can't. It you came talked in here. about it. I came you in here right in my mouth. a video. Yeah. 
Yeah, there, well, there you go. <laughs> I mean, I don't know, man. Sometimes people, believe it or not, do find uh, inspiration, and they do find they do get some reprieve from this podcast. I've talked to a lot yeah, of people. Sure. I've talked to a lot of people who do get, uh, you know, they really like it. Really impacts their lives. So Art maybe. inspires people sometimes. Yeah. Who was that? Who was the name of the guy that uh, shot H- Lennon? Hitler? <laughs> was it? His name was Mark Chapman. Mark Chapman Andrew. Was it Mark Chapman. Mark, Mark David. Chapman. Mark David Chapman. Oh yeah. man, I'm so tired of Lennon being. Uh, what is it? Lionized. Why? He's a great. He's, no, he's, he's great a great musician. Piece, I I don't like him. I don't like Lennon. You don't like him, or you don't like his music. Him oh, okay. and his music. There was a, there was a lot there was a lot not to like about John. Yeah, he was Lennon. A, he was a yeah, fucking was a chronic wife abuser. Yeah, he's well, a huge well, he was a huge asshole in, in the early days. I know he had you know he admitted that. Yeah, he was a huge wife abuser. And then he, what pisses me off about him is that fucking song. Imagine that's him. Great right? song. That, yeah, not garbage. Oh. Garbage okay. song. You so, write a better so song than that. Uh, give, uh, was that also the song where it had uh, Give Peace a Chance? Was that a Lennon song? Well, that was a thing when... Uh, Beatles? No, he and Yoko were sitting in bed for like a week. Give mm. Peace a Chance. For, for peace, yeah. That I think it was pisses the me thing. off, man. That pisses me <laughs> off so much. Why? Give Peace a... Oh, okay, Give Being Rich a Chance. Give Success a Chance. You know, why don't well, we just you can be rich, rich and, and want peace, can't you? What do you mean give peace a chance, you fuck? As what the fuck to, does like, that not, even mean? Not like, fighting the war. Yeah, and then pull out of Vietnam. Yeah. So don't send no. all these kids off to get addicted to heroin and then come back and treat them like shit so they end up homeless. When we, oh, <laughs> no, he was just doing his part for yeah. homelessness. Not as much as you, obviously. Yeah, made a fuckstick song and then beat, went home and beat the shit out of his wives. Yeah, give peace a chance. Okay, well, uh, you know what? The state of society, when we're not in war, it, by default is peace. Right, uh-huh. that, but people gave peace a chance. No one's no one's getting into war because they want to. Shithead, this like war isn't Aww. war isn't something that just happens that because people are sitting around bored and they decide to. It happens for a lot of complex reasons. But giving peace a chance is a simplistic, stupid solution. It it solves nothing. It says nothing. Oh. It's a feel. It's a fucking bumper sticker. Fuck you, dick. Vote up bumper stickers. So is war. Like <laughs> it's as simplistic as peace. How do we get on this? He just is pissed at Lennon for yeah. some reason. Ah, man, I could go. I'm going to bring in John Lennon as a fucking problem. You got, you heard it. <laughs> He's here dead, first. so you're going to be voted down. <laughs> I don't give a shit. Fuck John Lennon. I got a solution? real solution, Dick. I got a real solution. Pragmatism. Oh, yeah, yeah sure. <laughs> well, Nothing pragmatic about peace. You are so peace. good at that. <laughs> yeah, Sean, I am. I'm the king of pragmatism. Okay. See, it, pr- pragmatism is the idea of being practical, and I'm the most practical person in the universe. By like far. Two wallets? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man, I got a comment. I'll, I'll mention it here, too, but I got a comment on the last episode. We talked about, uh, I, I forget what it was, but someone commented and says, because um, I talked about my car getting broken into. Yeah. He says, oh, yeah. does Maddox carry around two fake cars with him yeah. all the time? He should. Practical. I would if I could. You know those blow-up cars, like the blow-up tanks they had in Germany? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Smart. Good idea. Throw the enemy off. They do that in Utah. They get fake, uh, fake cop cars with a dummy cop in it as a fake speed trap to get people to slow down. Yeah. Mm. So there you go. There's a real low-cost solution to get people to slow down a little bit. Fake cop. Fake cop fake, car. Fake cop car. Why not? And they also have those, uh, those little speed signs, too, that tells you what your speed is. People oh, think a lot of times. make me go way faster. Because yeah. if you go fast enough, it says, slow down. And, if, and I like thinking that the robots are freaking out. They're like, ah! <laughs> 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 this is my 
like, like it's programmed to freak out. You know, one night, late uh, at night, like two, two, three in the morning, my buddy and I were uh, riding down by the beach and they had one of those signs and we thought, uh, we're going to see if it works on a bike and it does. Mm. And I clocked my top speed, 72 miles per hour. <laughs> on a bike? Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pretty fast. <laughs> Everything I do. That is dyslexic. <laughs> what? Fuck you, Sean. 27 is still fast, still asshole. Fast. <laughs> Everything I do is practical as shit. I don't do anything that isn't reasonable. That's that's how I would define me. That's how you that's would define a, me? That's how I define myself, as a reasonable, yeah. reasonable motherfucker, practical to a fault, which is impossible. <laughs> <laughs> nah, you got too many selections of clothes, though. Ah, uh, yeah. You know what, though? Yeah. I decided this week, Dick... Big announcement on the show. You're, you heard it here first. I'm going to get rid of two boxes of stuff every day or every month. Every day. Every month, yeah. I'm going to get rid of two boxes of stuff. Okay. I, I just have too much stuff. Hold I'm on, get I'll rid check of back in on that. Okay. Two boxes of stuff. Two boxes of stuff. I'm going to give it to homeless people. So they'll be walking around in Maddox gear? Actually, yeah. <laughs> a long time ago, I well, got- you could write it off. Bunch of I, yeah. video games. Yeah. No, Sean, I'll never, I'm not an idiot. <laughs> never going to get rid of those. I, I, a long time ago- Very I, pragmatic of you. Thanks. Thank you. Uh, a long time ago, I made a batch of shirts that turned out bad. Uh, by the way, guys, <laughs> this is just totally blowing sunshine out my own ass on the quality of my merchandise. You've been doing it all episode. <laughs> Why would you preface one specific segment with that? Yeah, whatever, dick. <laughs> all right? Because I'm a humble guy, all right? Humility, big solution. Anyway, so I made this batch of shirts a long time ago. This was when I was still doing all the shipping and fulfillment myself. It was kind of funny because a lot of people would buy things uh, way back in the day when I was when I had my old online store, and they would mm-hmm. say uh, they would leave a comment in the notes section saying, "Hey, uh, t- tell Maddox this, or give Maddox this, or tell tell him to." And then uh, some some of them would try to fuck with me. They'd say, "If you send my invoice to me as an origami dinosaur, I'll PayPal you an extra twenty five bucks." Hmm. And then, of course, I'm going to do it. Yeah. I, I would very I would, pragmatic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you mean I made 25 bucks for like 10 minutes of work. I just yeah. had to look up a YouTube video on how to make an origami dinosaur. That's very pragmatic, I think. Yeah, it is. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it is. That's that, that's what uh, 25 times 60 per hour. That's a really good 150 bucks an hour you're getting. There you go. <laughs> there you go. What's more than that? Anyway, Dick. Uh, oh yeah, so I made this batch of shirts a long time ago that was that were kind of bad, um, and I I I told the uh, manufacturer I said I cannot use any of these shirts. They, mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not satisfied with this quality. Uh, where I'm just gonna have to kick it back, and uh, I ended up h- hanging on to those shirts, and I gave I gave a bunch of them to uh, like a local uh, in Utah. There's like a, a a used clothing outlet where they take donations and they sell them or they give them to homeless to people. Too battered sometimes. women. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny because every now and then, uh, one of these pictures of my shirts will show up on Reddit in the weirdest area. Like, I saw one on a clothing rack that looked brand new in like Nashville, Tennessee, and uh, it was hanging on a clothing rack. And someone's like, "Can you guys believe this shirt?" It said, "Um, for uh, what was it? Uh, oh yeah, if your child doesn't look like this when you come home, you failed yeah, as a parent." And it's a it's a picture of a crouching child. And they thought it was really funny. It made it to the front page of Reddit. And someone sent it to me, and they said, uh, hey, check this out. I'm like, oh, my gosh, one of my old shirts that I donated must have ended up in some uh, That's funny. Yeah, some outlet store somewhere. Uh, so, yeah, there may be homeless people walking around with my Maddox gear right now. But anyway, that's pragmatic. Huh? Yeah, giving your shirts away? Yeah. I don't know if that's pragmatism. Why not? It's reasonable. It's practical. 
Oh, you have bad yeah. shirts. What do you do with it? Throw them away. Give them away. Give them away. Okay. I wouldn't use that as an example of something that's pragmatic, though. That's magnanimous. I guess. That's the other thing I am. Yeah. It's more like just dumping something and not in the trash. Instead, you just dump it at, like, a goodwill. <laughs> it's like not being aggressively wasteful. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, true. True. Yeah. It's a, it's, it's a very moderate, temperate view on life, I think. What else Pragmatism. do you do that's pragmatic? Oh, man, everything. Uh, so... I talked about I've talked about the garbage in the freezer on the show, right? Yeah, it's very I wouldn't pra- say that's pragmatic. pragmatic. Why isn't that pragmatic? Putting f- like what did you say you did? You put old fruit Anything? in your freezer so yes. it wouldn't get fruit flies. Correct. Anything that rots, even like uh, one time, um, I came home with a couple of friends and I walked into my apartment and it smelled like shit. It smelled mm. like just like someone took a big dump. And I walked to the source of the smell, and it was my garbage can. I look in it, and I guess I filleted a salmon. Uh, World's and- <laughs> greatest detective. Straight to the garbage can. <laughs> I filleted a salmon, and I threw the skin in there, and it was just sitting in there rotting. And, I'm, and I told, I turned to my friends. I'm like, do you guys smell that? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, why aren't you saying anything? And they're like, yeah. well, we didn't want to be rude. I'm like, it's fucking pungent. I can't. I can barely breathe in here. I got tears in my eyes. Are you kidding me? And it weren't tears. It was vinegar. Yeah. But anyway. <laughs> well, they probably figure they didn't have to say anything. Or that, like, people who have that in their apartments usually live like that and probably be insulting. That like, maybe probably not, fight you on it. Sometimes not the case, Dick. Sometimes it just happens by accident. <sighs> yeah. Anyway, from that day on, I came up with a practical solution by putting all and everything that rots in the freezer until I'm ready to take the garbage out. Done. So Problem solved. Where where's the line between pragmatic and weird? Like I don't, putting garbage in your freezer. I don't think those are mutually exclusive, Dick. Oh, okay. I mean, I know Could what be. I am. I know it's weird. I know it's unusual. I know okay. it's something that not everyone does. Uh, yeah, more pragmatic solutions. I don't know. Do you do anything practical? I hope not. Yeah, I don't think so. No. Do you, Sean? No, I'm against pragmatism. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're not. You're. I would say if I two things about you, Sean. If I had to use two words to describe you, okay, because you got a home, so I can't call you homeless. <laughs> uh, you're creepy, and then uh, pragmatic. Jesus I was, Christ. <laughs> I don't think you do. No, no, just for the well, tracking. Well, you've got thing all that earlier. garbage in your car. That's pragmatic. I told right, you. Maddox? I explained that the last episode. Well, it's still true. No, it's not garbage. What is it? Uh, audio equipment? No, it's uh, it's like broken CDs. Oh yeah, it's, it's, it's no, stuff like that. I take them out like <laughs> once a week. I'm telling you, they're all mix tests. What? Well, you've got to see if your mixes translate on different systems. Yeah, you got to be practical about it. You do. There you go. Yeah. You're pragmatic. I'll take it. Anyway, I got a I got a definition here from according to Wikimedia, pragmatism rejects the idea that the function of thought is to describe, represent, or mirror reality. Now, here's what pisses me off about uh, philosophers: they ruin everything because you can't just say something like it begs the question. Because then you'll get all these like shithead philosophers who will send you email ad nauseum. Look that one up, shitheads. Uh, oh, I guess you don't need to. Yeah, I'm sure you'll correct me on that too. But anyway, they'll send you emails forever saying, Maddox, actually, um, to beg the question is a philosophical term. Shut up. Yeah. I know I know the philosophical context, you morons. Most people aren't philosophers, and they're not talking about that context. Like if someone, you know, Dick, when you brought in bits as a problem, nobody, mm-hmm. I didn't say, well, what's wrong with, uh, uh, what's wrong with bits? What, why not bites? What do you have, what do you have against megabytes? Like, wait, what? 
Yeah, oh, the, the computer you term. You yeah. assumed I was saying bits like bits like a computer. No, I knew what you were talking about oh, because right. I'm I'm a fucking human and I'm not an asshole when it comes to shit like that. Yeah. I know what you mean. So yeah. when people say pragmatism, we're not talking about the philosophical definition of pragmatism. You shitheads. Mm-hmm. We're talking about the concept that people are practical. Uh, you know, like to beg a question. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, being practical is, I think, a solution because. A lot of, for especially politicians, because a lot of them don't propose pragmatic solutions to things. Yeah, I agree with that. I don't think that homeless solution was very pragmatic. Well, clearly it was, Dick, because it solved a problem. Yeah. I think it worked in Utah. We already went over that. Yeah. No, um, yeah, no, uh, pragmatism, I think, is something a lot more people should practice. And here's how... Well, preachy though. Like, isn't that kind of figuring out? I don't think people are intentionally unpragmatic. Well, they just we, don't understand what the correct move is. You and I, Dick, know, and Sean, you, we all know a lot of people who are not pragmatic because in Hollywood, it kind of attracts people who are not pragmatic. You have a sure. lot of dreamers who come out here and they want to be comedians and they want to be artists or they want to be writers and they come out here and they just sit down and they're stubborn and they're proud, too proud to get a job, too proud to do anything to make a living and they sit down and they 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 become homeless. They run out of money. How's that pragmatic? People just sit there and they they stubbornly refuse to admit they're not making money. Look, who are wh- you talking about? Are you oh, talking about anyone specific? Well, sure, there are lots of people. Okay. In fact, yeah, there are lots of people. I don't want to name names. Well, all of L.A., I mean, anyone who comes out here to be an actor, an actress, or something, something yeah, like that. Yeah, actors and actresses is a prime example. A lot of them want to— I do to, hate that follow-your-dream shit. I guess that's not pragmatic, so I hate that for that reason. Well, here's an example of pragmatism, okay? When I was working at my job at the telemarketing company oh. for nine and a half years <laughs> Boy. in Utah— Yeah. Go ahead. I'm, I've already yeah, played oh. it once. Yeah, when, when I was working at my telemarketing job— um, I hated it, and I hated it with a passion. I hated the entire industry to the point, again, where I would even forego my job just to, you know, I would lose my job just to forego the entire industry if if it went under, right? Um, But I knew that that job was the key to my success on my website because that job was able to fund my website. It was able to fund it without advertisements. I don't have ads on my website. Oh, Okay. So that's pretty pragmatic. Yeah. And I knew- And magnanimous. It it is magnanimous, Sean. Actually, yeah, it's pragmatic and magnanimous. Uh, And I knew that if I didn't have that job, I wouldn't be able to pay for it. And I wouldn't be able to bring it to people without advertisements in the way that I wanted to. Uh, Hmm. So that was a very pragmatic thing that I did. And a lot of people don't do that today. A lot of people think that they're just artists and that's all they should ever do or be. Yeah, how about people buying new cars? That's not pragmatic. No reason to do that when you're strapped for cash. If you can't afford it. Yeah, the average person, what do they, turn over a new car like every 18 months or every two years or something like that? It's crazy the amount of new cars people buy. Yeah. I've had the same car for 12 years. Yeah. When The Alphabet of Manliness came out, uh, New York Times bestseller, that's when I made a, a little chunk of change and... Rather than going out and going on a big shopping spree, buying a fancy new car, buying a bunch of expensive gadgets and things, I decided to save the money and just live off of it, you know, live practically. The only thing I I splurged a little bit more on than usual was food because I decided to eat higher quality food. I I ate – that's when I changed a lot of my diet to blueberries. Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
Well, see, we, as we cross the line eventually with you, starts out very pragmatic, and, and then he goes turns to into a cartoon. Blueberries are delicious. I eat. I replace ninety percent of my diet with, with blueberries. blueberries. Yeah, Sean, it's, mo- it's most efficient. Yeah. It is. It's I just very walk efficient. down the street with a trail of shit behind me. I ate three fo- three food types for a long time, and it was blueberries, almonds, and eggs. That's it. People oh, would come over to my God. apartment. They'd look inside the fridge. Like, I'd bring girls over, and they say, I'm hungry. Do you have any snacks? I'm like, yeah, go ahead. Help yourself in the fridge. They'd open up. They're like, what, you, what the fuck is what wrong is with this? you? There's two trays of eggs and then a bunch of packets of blueberries. And then I say, yeah, but I got some almonds, too. They say, I don't want any of this. They said, I want crackers or chips or something. I'm like, well, I don't Ooh, got it, hottie. No. <laughs> yeah, not if you're dating me, TMI. sucker. Yeah. Okay. You got any other pragmatism examples? No, that's it. All right. Those, like, <laughs> for a guy who's so pragmatic, that's not very I mean, many examples. I could go on and wouldn't, on. Wouldn't be pragmatic to spend any more that's time true. on this. That's true. Yeah. That's very true. People are either going to vote it up or they won't. Okay. What do you got, Dick? What, what's your final solution? Uh, advertising. <laughs> Talk about being pragmatic. Get out of here, advertising. Plus, you don't like advertising? Oh, no. I'm not a fan. It's the greatest invention and solution to everything. Really? What do you not like about advertising? I they don't. pay you to do what you do because people like it. What could be a more perfect symbiotic relationship than that? Dick, I think that advertising is dangerous because the one of the one of the rights of life that I hold dearest to my heart is the freedom of speech and expression. Right. And when you have an advertiser who wants you to craft your speech and image in a certain way that sells their product. Well, that gives you a big incentive, a big financial incentive to change the way you talk or deliver your content or even the very content that you produce. You just say no. Get another ad. Well, you think. You think it's really simple. It is very simple. It's not. It's not. Well, because you want not. the money. Exactly. And a lot of people say, you know what, Dick? Just say no is very simple. But when push comes to shove, when it when it comes down to this, let's say you have the opportunity to make $15,000 a month. But I had to drown two kids every day? Do it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm talking to the wrong guy. Sean, all right. let's say you have an opportunity to make $15,000 a month, and all you have to do is stop saying shit and fuck every now and then on Easy. your content. Easy, right? Yeah. Okay. And also, um, you know, don't talk down about products that have to do with uh, food, fast food. Well, you okay which, with that? Yeah, sure. Well, there you go. That that's that's the problem I'm talking about. It causes you to change your content. Wait, that was for you, Sean. Are you okay with those things? Oh, right. Well, there's going to be a point in which it's not going to be okay anymore. Your own set of personal ethics is going to probably override it, but you may uh, you may change for a while, especially depending on the amount of cash that's dangled in front of you. It's real hard to say no if it's right there in front of you on a plate. Two hundred right. billion spent in the U.S. in a year on advertising. That's mm-hmm. a lot of dough. It's a lot of dough to say yes to. Two hundred billion, yeah, yeah, it is. Look, how would we know how delicious McDonald's is? How would we know about their new Shamrock Shakes without advertising? Uh, did they pay you, Dick? Did you? Did, how would you know you about new Coke? How would you know about Crystal Pepsi coming back? How would you know about any of these things without advertising, Maddox? Because we go to stores, Dick, and you see them fucking everywhere, and you can't drive outside, you can't step outside no, without. There's no reason to go outside anymore. Yeah. You got pizzas being tracked to your house. You yeah. can order deep fryers from Glendale. No reason to go outside. I need those ads to tell me what's. You would never see a hot woman ever if not for advertising. Think of. <laughs> 
ever. All the hot, you'd never get to look at one. They would all be imprisoned in some hedge fund manager's tower. You wouldn't get to look at them. It would be like Mad Max. Hmm. That fat weirdo, Darth Vader, that white Darth Vader had all those chicks up in his tower. None of those guys got to see them ever. No advertising. <laughs> okay. That's why. All right, Dick. Well, I'm glad you brought Mad Max up because you would oh, see yeah, them in you'd see them in movies. They're always cast in movies and TV shows. In fact, mm. I'm 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 a little tired of seeing hot chicks. All right. Oh I'm t- boy, you yeah. should bring them in as a problem. I will. Hot chicks are a big problem. Kids see- wouldn't know about delicious cereals if not for. Can huh, you imagine the great. shit your parents would try to sell to you as what counts as cereal without ads? They just give you a bag of oats and be like, you wouldn't know any difference. He just well, I guess this is what I eat. I'm a kid. I got no I got no autonomy of my own. I gotta eat whatever's here. This is the whole world to me. This bag of of cereal oats that came out of a trash bag, whatever it's called, thanks to ads, you know there's a whole world of marshmallows mm-hmm. and frosted cookies you yeah. could eat for breakfast. Okay, so it contributes to obesity. What else? Oh <laughs> obesity. Who doesn't like good? What kind of cereal do you like? I don't. Mister, oh, we know that I you stopped, do. I stopped eating. <laughs> fuck you. I stopped eating. That's the that's the thing, Dick. When I was eating cereal all the time, mm-hmm. that was my big vice. I talked about this a long time I ago. When I, when I started losing weight, I bought my last box of cereal ever, and I, I haven't bought one since. That was like uh, almost 10 years ago now. Google exists because of ads? How about that one? That's not true. How, they yeah, they do. They're, they're built on AdSense. Well, now, but they weren't monetized with ads. They didn't come into existence because of ads. Yeah, they exist now because of ads. Now, in their current state, absolutely. No, they exist, period, because of ads. They would be nothing without ads. Google Google invented online advertising. Ad, they, they, became mm. a, they became the behemoth they are. They became, like, a part of our lives because of ads. Okay. They, a couple fact checks, things. Uh, uh, they did not invent online advertising. Uh, they... they Okay. There was double click before them, or what was it? Uh, double click. Nobody gave a shit about those. They, they were, are the ones that Google, made it Google, what it is. Context I, look, based. Context based. Absolutely, I agree. They changed the That's game. What it is. They changed the game, and and Google exists today largely because of advertising revenue. Same yes. with YouTube. Yeah. Why why make YouTube videos without ads? Look at all that content ads are making online. Well, my end goal is going to cut is is, is to hopefully cut the ads out of the equation. Sure. Well, we all have end goals, right? I I want to uh, meet Nicolas Cage. I want a, a big harem. I w- I'd like a two two cars that I can skate around on, but you know, in the meantime, let's get by. You got you got ads Pragmatism. to make it happen. You yeah. want yeah. Ads are our ads are the definition of pragmatism. That might have been the weirdest sentence ever said on this show. <laughs> Two cars skating, skating Nicholas Cage, yeah. cars to skate. That's what I want. On. That's what I want. Never going to happen. Uh, we need more ads. What, no, we don't. Na- NASA's got a nine, a twenty billion dollar budget. Maybe slap some golden arches on a satellite. Have them pay. Have uh, have some ads pay for some spaceships. I am so sick of ads. Here's the problem with ads. Every fucking website I go to these days badger you with fucking ads. How how the dare website you? Ads are horrible. I agree how too. dare you? If I go to your fucking bullshit ass website, guess what, buddy? My visit is important. My visit and my time is valuable. Don't you dare fucking load up some autoplay video that has audio because I'm, if I'm surfing like three o'clock in the morning, I don't want that fucking shit blaring through my apartment, through my house, waking people up. I don't want to deal with this garbage. And by the mm-hmm. way, it's just distraction. You think that if you trick me into clicking on your 
your fucking bullshit ass banner because you hid the X or you made it a little hard to click on or the little click area is a little bit off center. You think that I'm going to be more likely or less likely to purchase that product, shithead? That's what the problem with advertising is. It's all come down to distraction and obfuscation. They're just trying to get you to click through no matter the means because they're just it's just a uh, money grab because their incentives are not aligned with the content creators incentives. There's a great video about this on YouTube called The Problem with Facebook and it talks about how Facebook's incentives are completely out of line with the creator's incentive. You're not selling the same product. You have no interest in selling the product that the advertising is uh, that the advertiser is advertising on. Wait a minute. You have no say that again? The so last you, part. So so let's say someone comes let's say McDonald's comes to me Maddox and says, hey, Maddox, we want to advertise on your shit right now. I'm like, okay, great. I'm doing a video about how cool bicycles are and fuck you. They uh-huh. say, why would I Why would I promote, why would anyone coming to my video about cycling give a shit about McDonald's chicken nuggets? My incentives are They're not- seeing it. I guess. I mean- Awareness of chicken nuggets. Like, oh, yeah, I haven't thought about chicken nuggets in a while. Maybe I'll pick some of those up. So we're talking about context-based Go right on down. Yeah, yeah, right on down on my bicycle. I looked Think up, about how good I am for being on a bike. I looked up a Pantera video a long time ago, and right before the, the video played, an ad played for Cotton Yarn. Co- <laughs> cotton Yarn was the for ad that played for a Pantera video. Well, it's, it's just, not perfect. No. It could be better. What if it was a better ad? That's I guess. what you want. What if it was an ad for another Pantera video? Perfect. Then you'd watch that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just bad targeting. Sometimes. You need more tracking on these ads. You can get an ad just for you. <laughs> there you, you can go, get Dick. an ad of you. That's the future. Yeah. And the Facebook Oculus Rift system, it's a VRU coming up and going, hey, Maddox, it's me, Maddox. Yeah. What do you think about, uh, what do you think about Pantera? What do you think about this new Tabasco sauce that I have for sale? That's a great ad. You're sold. Yeah. That's funding entertainment, bro. Yeah, yeah, I'd rather pay for it. Yeah. A lot of people would. That's why HBO exists. Uh, you want to know the history of ads? Yeah, let's hear it. Ben- Benjamin Franklin invented ads. Who? Publi- Benjamin, <laughs> yeah. The Pennsylvania Gazette in Philadelphia, which included pages of new advertisements. Uh, the first ever ad was about buying some estate in Oyster Bay, Long Island. I don't care about that. Thomas Barat was the first, the father of modern advertising who came up with the first ever slogan. Are you ready for this slogan? Yeah. Good morning. Have you used Piers soap? (laughs) That'll stick in your head. Ah, good morning. Have you used Piers soap? Because you stink. That's what he's not saying. That's why it's such a good ad. Mm -hmm. Because everyone's like, oh, fuck, I do stink in the morning. I need to use some of that Piers soap. There are some good ads. There are some good ads out there. And they're all providing us entertainment. That's They're all providing something. You see an ad on a bus? It's paying for that bus. Oh, great. Wonderful. You know what? It's you don't not, have maybe, to pay for that. Maybe it's not paying for the bus, Dick. Maybe it's just extra money that they're just trying to scrounge up because they're making your lives worse. Wait, who? The bus or the yeah. ad companies? I don't think. Look, if your core business is to make money through selling advertising like the New York Times or... Uh, many of these uh, journalist websites, magazines, that sort of thing. I get it. That's your core business. But then you go to a theater, right? The theater is funded by movie tickets oh, and 20. purchases of snacks. 20. Yeah, yeah. You're and right. you, you sit there and there's a fucking Doritos commercial <gasps> uh, and a, a fucking tacos and a local real estate uh, bozo. And it's it just, it's garbage. It's garbage. It's got, and it cheap. It makes me feel like I'm in a bazaar. You know, you walk into, <laughs> yeah, you, you walk yeah, into a bazaar right. and yeah, you're that's right. what it feels like. I do. I. It sucks that kids won't re- see the old 
movie ads that were just silent and they would play for like on an endless loop. Yeah. Now they've got that 20 minute presentation oh. led by some awful clone yeah. of a daytime television host. Like it's it's that is horrible. Welcome to AMC Theater TV, the AMC TV network or whatever the what's the other one? Lowe's, Lowe's Cinemas, uh t- uh, entertainment network. Regals, yeah, and they all have Regals, one. Yeah, they, they all like went. They all went together. It was like they all decided, hey, you know what? Fuck everybody together. We're all just gonna record these twenty minute ads. Yeah. and shove them down everyone's throat. It's awful, man. You know, there's a city in South America, Sao Paulo, mm-hmm. who uh, they decided, I think back in 2004, 2005, no ads. The entire city. They decided to take down every single ad. Every single billboard? Every single billboard. You go to Sao mm. Paulo right now, there's no ads anywhere. Just like North Korea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so what? How do you know what to eat then? You, you go to a restaurant. Just try to drive around annoying people, asking them, Use hey, Yelp. what's good to eat? Use Yelp. Yelp. Yelp's powered by ads! All right, that's my problem. It, we're, we're running long. That's okay, because they're getting their money's worth for this episode. Mm-hmm. Solution. That's your solution. Yeah, that's my solution, right, Sean? Sorry. Yeah, no, uh, I think I think ads, uh, I totally disagree. I think ads are mostly a problem. I think that yeah. ads do fund some things, but the only time that I care about ads, and I think ads make sense, is in, when the advertisement is aligned with the product that you're selling. So in a video game magazine, mm-hmm. I used to love the ads. I reveled in them. Yeah. I loved the advertisements for the products. It made me excited for what was coming up next because I was interested in that topic. Sure, it's targeted. You want better targeted. You want better targeted ads. That's great. So does the advertising industry. Yeah, I think ads cost self-censorship. I think ads are ultimately... You should just take one and not censor yourself. No breach way. the contract. No Who way. cares? Because you know what, Dick? It's too tempting. You cannot, you cannot be... Look, uh, even the best tool is bad at measuring itself. Are you talking about you? I'm talking about anyone. If you okay. if you say uh, for years people said, "Hey Maddox, why don't you put ads on your website?" Yeah, there's a there's a better way, guys. The, I think a better way to make money is to create a product and sell it for a reasonable price, a good quality product for a reasonable price. That's how you sell your product. That uh, that's a good ad. Yeah. <laughs> but people come to my website, right? I sell merchandise, uh-huh. and they, they you find also it. advertise it. I don't. Yeah, you do. On like Cyber Monday, you get a big old fucking banner on your site. I've seen your ads. But that's not advertised anywhere. That's my own website. People are coming to me to read my content, and it's mm-hmm. part of my content. So when they're coming to me and they're ingesting my content, it's all me. They like mm-hmm. me already, and they're seeing more content that has to do with me. It's very targeted. Okay. So, it's, yeah. yeah. It's, it's very, very tar- targeted. It's yeah. a great ad. It's not an ad. I'm not paying for it to be placed anywhere. It's a mention. Sure. Built, made to sell products. Yeah, I don't think so. I think if oh. you walk into Nordstrom's and you see a sale sign, you're like, well, Nordstrom's is advertising themselves. Like, not really. You're already at Nordstrom's. Like, they're not advertising. They're not what paying What if I for opened it. a book by John yeah. Grisham and the first cover said, hey, asshole, buy these other John Grisham books? Well, it depends who put that in there. Did the author? If the author put it in there, John it's Grisham not an ad. wrote it on yeah. the book. I would say that's not an ad. Okay. I would say that it's an ad if someone else paid for it or if the publisher paid for it to promote a product against the creator's will. All right. Yeah, that's my solution. That's an ad. We'll see. Oh man, I could go on. I wish. I wish we would have started. I could do a whole episode on ads. Well, we had to fix the homeless problem. It's fixed. No problem, Dick. Great. (laughs) Did that pick up, Sean? uh, Sometimes these farts I do uh, are picked up. Sometimes not. Was that what that was? Yeah, they're never picked up. Yeah. Well, your your nose is gonna pick up. (laughs) God. 
All right, guys. My solutions this week are homeless housing and pragmatism. Mine are pizza trackers and advertising. Big solutions. See you next month.